Hey there, welcome back to the Hot Slice Podcast. I am your host, Denise Greer, Executive Editor here at Pizza Today. And with me is our birthday man himself, Editor-in-Chief, Jeremy White. Happy birthday, man. Thank you very much. 47, so... You're not supposed to tell people your age. You're supposed to tell them you're 28. Yeah, well, you know, um, maybe on a really good day, maybe 38. I don't know. (laughs) Well, there was a time, Jeremy, not too long ago when you like people would have passed you for like 22 working at yeah. today. I mean, that yeah. wasn't that long ago. That was when I started. <laughs> yeah. Well, Denise, you started a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. And then you uh, then you grew the beard. And so now 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 you're not looking 22 anymore. Yeah, I may have to. I'm starting to look like Pete with my beard a little bit. I got a little gray. In gotta, but you got to get it a full. It well, needs to be a big, bushy beard. Right. I mean, look, there's only one Hemingway. There's only one Pete. So, uh, yeah, I, I may just have to get rid of it all together. Well, n- no shave November's coming up. So, uh, you know, give it a try. <laughs> well, you am uh, some somewhat uh, counterculture. So maybe I will make it full shave November and I will just yeah. shave. We'll Speaking see. of fun months, you yeah. know, we have <laughs> National Pizza Month coming up in less than a month. We do. And- yeah. And, you know, yeah. I always try to make sure that we have um, the pizzeria operator toolkit up and yep. available for people to use far before that. Um, so we had Josh this year recreate the logo. So there is a new logo uh, for it's National awesome. Pizza Month. It's it, so cool. It's very updated. Yeah. I love it. Um, it's- well, it's got a, uh, it's very new and fresh, but it also has a little bit of a 1980s feel to it. it yeah. uh, you know, I've talked about this before. We are in a golden age of pizza right now, but the, the 80s were also a, a, a golden age. And it kind of ties the two eras together, almost like Stranger Things. Uh, yeah, exactly. Out in the 80s on Netflix. It's uh, Josh's logo here. It kind of kind of bridges that gap and ties those yeah. two is together in my opinion so i'm absolutely so one you know one other really cool um new addition is something i worked on i really wanted to give people kind of a look at what a month-long social media calendar looks like um so i created a template where they can fill in you know their facebook copy their um you know instagram copy their linkedin copy whatever they're whatever they're using um you know uh and we've kind of showed them you know okay well here's a theme idea here's what it should be whether it should be a post um a video short video shorts are huge right now um you're getting a lot more play off a video short than you are um just a general image um and so we tried to give them each day what you could do so i filled it so you can actually get 31 days of social media for national pizza month. And I love it. I mean, first of all, if you only promote national pizza month on October 1st and say, Hey, it's national pizza month, come on into Denise's pizzeria. And then you don't do anything with it again for the next 30 days. It's it's a missed opportunity. Number two, Denise, our readers could go pay an agency thousands and thousands of dollars for this information and I have a media calendar for the month of October put together and yeah. here done it. It You can find it on pizza today.com, which doesn't cost you anything to access. You yeah. can find it completely free of charge. So, yeah. um, 
there's no reason not to. And the beauty of it is not everything works for everyone, right? So yeah. something that we're suggesting you do on October 8th, that in yeah. your market specifically or your neighborhood specifically, maybe it doesn't work. That's yeah. okay. Something else that day. Yeah. But you look over the 31 days and they're going to be a plethora of ideas that will work for you um, really no matter your market, yeah. whether you're in New York city and, or whether you're in a tiny, tiny little town in South Dakota, there mm -hmm. are ideas that will work yeah. for you. It's you all know, free. Yeah. And you know, the fun thing about uh, just having a marketing ideas out there is you look at marketing ideas and all of a sudden, something pops into your head that's original yeah. for what you do. And so right. that's the important thing is, is to spark creativity in our owner, spark creativity in their marketing staff, whoever is in charge of their social media um, to really come out there and start thinking about how to drive more traffic. And so that's what we're trying to do is help them with that. So we actually have like key messages for uh, National Pizza Month. We have um, news releases, media alerts, which, you know, will give them opportunities to, you know, promote if they have a specific event going on for National yeah. Pizza Month yeah. or a specific campaign or a specific fundraising. Uh, you know, October is a beautiful month to do fundraising. And if you're not yeah. taking advantage of that, you can tie both together and make a lot of money for your nonprofits and be able to, to honor National Pizza Month as well. Yeah, we, we're just we're going into a a this a super busy time of the year for pizzerias. You're yeah. ramp up gift card sales for the holidays. You're preparing for the holidays. Mm -hmm. There's a lot going on, uh, and not to mention the Pizza and Pasta Northeast show in Atlanta yeah. in October. So you have to really uh, take a deep breath and get ready for for the chaos uh, this coming your mm -hmm. way. And, funny because speaking of chaos um i'll let let you introduce our the guests that we're going to be speaking to today but boy they're right in the middle of some chaos right now <laughs> they are in the weeds they are playing in the chaos as we speak you know i'm gonna say that they probably like that and they probably th thrive on that because they actually opened their pizzeria in the middle of the pandemic uh, yeah. And then they open their second, they're opening their second location now. So uh, in the middle of, you know, inflation, employee uh, issues, you know, uh, supply uh, in, in, in increases, you know, it's a, it's a volatile time right now to open a business. So I, I think they, I think they, they, they kind of dig it. <laughs> uh, so we're. And fortune favors the bold for sure. Exactly. Fortune does favor the bold. So we're talking to Davida. Uh, Lubrano and Vinny Gallagher uh, from Paisada Pizzeria in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, and actually, they're in the latest issue of Pizza Today. They're right. in right. the September issue of Conversation, so you can learn a little more about them in our Q&A. Uh, but it was great to get them on the show and actually dive deeper into some of the things they do, like sourdough. I mean, I know, Jeremy, you've geek out on sourdough so oh, much all about it yeah. <laughs> so wait by the way how old is your sourdough right now how old your baby uh she i i have i've assigned her a name and everything um she's now a really important part of my family um but now she will be turning nine years old in january so she's what 
a little over eight, almost nine years old now. Wow. It's like having a kid right there, a nine-year-old kid, nine-year-old yeah. sourdough. <laughs> so uh, Twice a day, a lot of love, a lot of TLC goes goes into the sourdough. Yeah. Uh, I named I named my I named my sourdough after my late grandmother. I mean, I'm I'm very attached to the sourdough, as you What's can tell. What's its name? What's its name? Ruth. Ruth. Okay, I like it. <laughs> uh, dig it. Well, and so I mean, so you understand sourdoughs. Uh, you know, it's it's a labor of love to right. use sourdough, and especially in a pizzeria setting where it's a fast-paced environment, it's high volume. You know, you're you're constantly having to feed it, <laughs> you know, and so to use sourdough is, is such a, um, it, it's such a passion for the craft to be able to use sourdough. Um, but these guys are not only just using sourdough, they're using a blend of how many flowers? They're using a lot of flowers in their, in their dough, which I geek out on <laughs> totally. And, uh, there's one other thing that I, that, so they have their pizzeria in Philly and they're opening a store in Florida, Florida, but a different pizza style. So they're going yeah. Roman, which, you know, we said it, Roman has been building for a long time. We've been seeing it build for a long time. Uh, and we're seeing more and more Roman spots open up. Uh, so it's going to be exciting to watch their progress. It's, fun. It, it's a fun style. It really is. Um, there are people here stateside that do it really well. Um, they're few and far between at the moment. I've mm -hmm. been enough to have it a handful of times in Italy um, and it was mind blowing. And, and there are some folks now who, who are doing that here, like I said, in, in the U S and it is an up and coming style. I don't know. I mean, I don't have a crystal ball. Will it reach the fevered pitch that Detroit style pizza is at right now? Maybe it will, maybe it won't. Yeah. I don't know. I can tell you that personally, I'm a huge fan of the style. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, it's light, digestible, you know, and that's that's a huge trend right now is to have something that feels good on your belly and sits well on your belly. Um, and so, you know, I think we just need to dive in because we we're we're talking a lot in this in this conversation. Yep. You know, we're going in a couple different directions, uh, but they are a wealth of knowledge. Uh, and so you're maybe take a little notes. I don't know. Let's bring them on. Looking to grow your pizzeria or restaurant? Then you'll want to try the power of a cloud-based POS system. With Hunger Rush, you'll get everything you need. This fully integrated restaurant management system allows you to easily streamline operations, accelerate the delivery process, and grow your business through Hunger Rush 360 marketing. And it's so easy to use. Want AI-powered text ordering? It's built in. Need to track orders? No problem. Schedule a personalized demo at HungerRush.com today. Performance Food Service is proud to deliver high-quality products, innovative technology, and custom operational solutions to restaurants of all sizes across the country. The flagship division of Performance Food Group, with deep roots in the restaurant industry, Performance Food Service has been the exclusive distributor of the Roma family of brands for more than 65 years. This signature relationship has allowed Performance Food Service to become a leader in the pizza and Italian segment of food service nationwide. Hear that? That's the sound of a pizza being made with delicious Baccio cheese. For the past decade, Baccio has provided customers exceptional Italian pizza cheese with its signature kiss of buffalo milk. With a superior melt, endless stretch, and a rich creamy taste beyond compare, Baccio is honored to celebrate this 10-year anniversary with all of its partners. Schedule a demonstration at bacciocheese.com slash hotslice to learn more. Pizza's your legacy. Build it with Baccio. Okay, so I have to tell you guys, 
you know, the Philadelphia scene is insane when it comes to pizza. Like, I don't think people understand how great Philadelphia is as a pizza city. Um, kind of tell us about your pizzeria and how you fit into that into that market. How do we fit in? Yeah. Uh, I think we came in at the right time um, mm -hmm. when, you know, the pandemic was pretty much, we were negotiating our um, little shop, you know, hole in the wall, we call it, you know. Um, everybody was playing with bread at home, with sourdough, trying to make starters. And, you know, me and Vivi met um, a little bit ahead of that, like a year mm -hmm. before that. And, um, it was in our brain already to be, you know, I wanted to do something, you wanted to do something else. And basically we want to combine both our knowledge and talent, you know, and practical ideas to, um, into sourdough because nobody was really doing sourdough pizzerias. Mm -hmm. um, so we, that's, I think how we fed in. Um, we, I have a little bit of background in Philly. I was working already and I was pretty well, um, connected let's say to the industry okay to the um i would say anybody in the pizza industry right now yeah um, and so when we opened uh the word got around very quick before we even opened basically mm -hmm. and we were pretty like shocked and you know amazed that you know the inquirer was reaching out insider was reaching out and like we're like what is happening here yeah <laughs> and long story short since day one we opened, we have to operate in the beginning out of a little takeout window, you know, like, yeah, this, you know, and uh, we had lines out the door from like day one. Wow. Our, the city was very, very supportive. The neighbors, like the neighbors, like we couldn't get the health department to come by or uh, to get an inspection. And long story short, like that, one of the neighbors walked by, she goes, what do you mean the health department has come by? Yeah. You know, it's like we're waiting, you know, and she's like, she's like, I'll make a phone call today. Long, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a really like old We're like, oh, thank you so much, sweetie. Yeah, like, yeah, that's right, a lot of help. Sure. Yeah. Within one hour, they called us, they'll be like, we'll be there. It was like the supervisor. Wow. And it was like, here's your inspector. Here's like, your well, time. We know everything was set. We're like, we know not to mess around with this lady. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. You kind of had but, the right connections in the neighborhood, right? Yeah. But I think the, I mean, Philly was like primed for us in the pandemic. Like, you know, uh, it was like Joe Badia started and blew up his spot. And yeah. then Davide was saying he was super well connected. So he's like really good friends with Danny at Angelo's and like yeah. all these people uh, were, were embedding themselves. And I, you know, I think guess fortune favored the bold. We, we yeah. stuck to our plans in the middle of the pandemic and mm -hmm. um, you know, we just had a very unique idea of doing sourdough, I guess. And yeah. um, our style was to bake it, you know, a little bit harder than most people were accustomed to. Mm -hmm. And Billy loves trying new things. So yeah. they, they gave us support. They were supporting Davide. And I don't know, I got goosebumps. Well, something sparked for us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It worked out. So you what talked was, to, oh, sorry, sourdough. Jeremy, go ahead. <laughs> what was it about sourdough that, that it appealed to you? Uh, versus any of the other, um, you know, pre-ferments or different, all the considerations that, that you could have utilized to make your dough. Why, why did you choose sourdough in the first place? Um, 
so I was very, I was living in San Francisco at the time. So San Francisco, Sardo, Natural, uh, Levin. And um, I was working at a place called Del Popolo out there for John Darsky. And so that's what I learned, you know, mm -hmm. like I got a, a good education there. I, I read every book I can get myself on from pizza to chemistry. The, I, I nerded out basically. And I yeah. wanted to uh, propose to my wife at the time. So I told oh, myself yeah. to make bread, ship it to my father-in-law who, um, you know, I don't want to sense this part. He's like a bread slut. It doesn't matter yeah. whether it's two week old hot dog buns with mold on it or fresh, you know, tartine bread, he's going to put it in his pile and it's going to go down, you know? <laughs> uh, awesome. So instead of flying to Philly from California, I sent out, I airshipped the Lowe's and was like, Hey, let's talk. Right. Yeah. And so my contribution when I came here was like, this is what I know. We can do this. It'll be, mm -hmm. it'll be unique. And, um, you know, Davide, you know, if you listen to anyone there, they'll tell you he's the most open-minded guy. And yeah. for him to let go of what he knows and does unbelievably well and became famous for, it's, uh, you know, uh, it says something about him. Um, yeah, I don't know. We, yeah. Once you have, you can have a pre-ferment, like a Poolish and a Biga and sponges and all these other styles, mm -hmm. but they're, I always think of it as like monoculture. You're getting okay. one particular flavor, one particular thing, and you can tweak it in different ways, but with a, a sourdough starter, the variation is crazy yeah um, it's just a robust flavor yeah <laughs> some people like sour some people don't you can do it in different ways just like with mm -hmm. the other ferments but yeah it's up to you what you want to impart in it you know yeah but you pull a pie out of the oven and it's obviously got sauce cheese maybe a meat so so you got a lot of different flavors coming together some powerful flavors can, can your customer base when they bite into your pizza, can they taste any of that signature sourdough tang or, or is it kind of masked by all the other flavors on the pizza and it's just more of a texture thing at that point? I think absolutely because, um, for example, when we came here, there is from start to finish, we use about six different flowers. Yeah. Um, that, you know, to make our dough come together from, you know, baking it to stretching it to, you know, what goes where we use for the starter or the pre-ferment um, into the day after what we put into our dough after the starter. So I think like for, like to give you a small example, like when, I was, when we came down here to Florida to open our second shop, we were trying to not do a starter and do a Polish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Started to make a Polish out of wheat flour okay change that from yeah. something to something else and it drove me crazy when i told you it drove me crazy <laughs> first 10 days i was like it's not our pizza it's not our dough it's not a, like it's not our crust it's not like yeah. it just the flavor was so different and yeah I part of it um i think Vinny had a good idea in using organic rye flour which you know so you don't really use rye flowers in pizzerias. Mm -hmm. and, no. Mm -mm. So we we make or pre-ferment with that, or we use the starter to make an out of rye flour, and that gives us such a diverse, intense flavor mm -hmm. that goes into it. But then I feel like the combination of all, of every other quantity of flour that mm -hmm. we put together that goes into our dough yeah. the day after plays a big part of it. But we had to tweak it for months and months and months until we I bet. where 
we're like, this is what I want to eat. Yeah. Yeah. Can yeah. we talk about those those flowers for a second? Um, can you tell it? I mean, I know uh, it's probably a little bit of a secret there, but can you tell us what kind of flowers you're you're using to to get the robust flavor that you're that you're getting out of your crust? Besides, you so you said the rye. Uh, can you talk about any of the other flowers? We use the rye with, I mean, Vinny is going to step in, uh, but we we use the rye, then we use an eye gluten flower, then we Mm -hmm. use a fresh flower, and then we use a double O flower. Oh, wow. And we use to make our dough. Ah, nice. And then we boil it with, when we boil it and put uh, flour, basically in dough beans, Mm -hmm. we use rice flour. And then when we stretch it and bake it, we use the room flour. Okay. Oh, wow. So we are seeing that a lot, like people doing a lot of flour blending, especially with um, variations of New York style pizza. Um, Had you always wanted to kind of kind of go in this direction and kind of create your own vision of what the style of pizza is for you? Right. For me personally, I think it kind of was out of necessity. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you know, you want to, we want really nice flour and we can't get that really nice flour, but that really nice flour, you know, I hate saying Papa John's, but like better ingredients, better pizza, right? Yeah. Um, you have really nice flour. What are those attributes? And so what flowers can we get here in Florida? What can we get in Philly? Where can we get on the West coast? Yeah. Um, you have to blend flowers for a certain yeah. level, certain attributes. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, we started with one thing and it didn't work. So we switched in a different flower, brought in something yeah. else. And um, what's nice about having, I mean, it's been a blessing having, you know, a partner. People always yeah. say owner, owner, but when you have owners, it's, it's a lot easier because, you know, I'll make a dough and then Davide will bake and use it. And he'd be like, it's stretching awful. It's baking awful. Yeah. This is doing this. And then we have a little powwow, regroup, pull something out, drop it in. And that's like, well, you know, we could only get wheat flour here in the beginning, like you were saying, mm-hmm. and we want it rye because, you know, pentazons, uh, you know, there's different proteins and different enzymes that you'll get that'll yeah. affect your pre-ferment in various ways. So, um, yeah, Jeremy, to your question earlier, it's all about balance, right? So yeah, it kills me when people put on way too much sauce or way too much cheese or yeah. way too much meat. And then you can't actually taste your, your dough. You can't taste the sauce. You can't taste the cheese. Why use great ingredients if you're not mm-hmm. going to be able to taste it? So our big philosophy is great ingredients, good attention to care. And if we need to season, it's a little bit of salt and, you know, Evo, if anything. Yeah. yeah. So I want to go back to your, uh, your sourdough for one second. Um, can you tell, you know, cause sourdough does require a lot of maintenance and especially with, you know, it, it's kind of hard with staff this, uh, these days. So, um, you know, what is required to, to really maintain that sourdough at a healthy level for your, for your crust? Um, so I think there's like a few rules that with sourdough that you, you kind of want to generally follow. Mm-hmm. Um, and the biggest one for me is you don't want to use a weak starter, you know, whether yeah. it's abused, neglected, or not ready, you just, you j- you won't get good dough or good yeah. pizza if you use it in those conditions. So yeah. it's a matter of always having a mature starter on yeah. hand that you can um, pull off of. It's yeah. better than having something that's weak or awful, like I said earlier. So um, 
you know, I always have a mother going on the side that'll get yeah. twice a day, you know, oh, which wow. is something that's just always they're going and strong. So if we need to build off it, which is what we'll do, mh mm ready and good to go. Um, mm -hmm. but it's difficult, yeah. you know. Yeah, um, for I don't sure. Spanish. Davide speaks like five languages. So when yeah. we have student employees, you know, I can show them what to look for, what to smell, what to taste, how it should look and feel. Mm -hmm. Um because you got to use everything when you use a sourdough starter. Yeah. Um, but I can't communicate that. Yeah. So it's like a, a, a circle of like going through Davide, using the communication, going to this guy. And then like, you, it's not something that you can just use instant yeast or active dry and turn it around. It's, yeah. uh, it takes time. So yeah. we're lucky to have great staff that have been with us since day one. And yeah. our, our dough guy right now, he's top notch. Yeah, he knows what he's doing now. He's a beast. He's That's a beast. Awesome. Whether he knows exactly why <laughs> he's doing what he does he, he he can knock it out and that's the hardest part it's just finding yeah. quality people that, are, that have the passion for it now how's that going to translate now that okay so you're opening your second location or a different concept in florida tell me about this what's going on in florida can you talk about it's it a little bit different um here in florida we're doing um you know i always wanted to do it in philly i don't know why how we ended up here i mean i do know but um i love um Roman style pizza tallo. Yeah. So I took a class like with Massimiliano very long time. Yes. After, you know, the Napolitana, um, mm -hmm. pizza Napolitana, because that's how I grew up, you know, and uh, was raised basically. But I fall in love with focaccia or Roman pizza. I took a class completely, fit right in it quickly. Like I just got it. You know, a lot of people take those courses, classes, they have to test it. To me, it just immediately popped in. And um, I wanted to combine both as a slice shop as a takeout pizzeria. Mm -hmm. And, you know, by doing the slices, I hate seeing round slices sitting on a display mm -hmm. because after literally 30 minutes, I hate to say they look like shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they just not eye appealing. Um, yeah. Me after a little bit, when the focaccia and the tayo, it really like for three hours, four hours, it just always looks amazing. And the second you reheat it or the day after, it just yeah. comes back to life. It looks like it just came out of the oven. Absolutely. Um, so we wanted to combine both slice shop because, you know, also slice shops, they're very hard to find nowadays. You know? mm -hmm. um, so like the first pizzeria, we wanted to bring back a very mom and pop takeout pizzeria and here we're trying to bring back the slice shop pizzeria slash happy hour that we're working on to getting on our beer and wine license um, yeah so during the day we do the, um, the counter slices and we do that from 11 a.m to 3 p.m and all day long you can get the round pies basically mm -hmm. at 3 p.m we stop the slice shop because we then at night time if we get busy we need both ovens yeah, mm -hmm. we can't. Unfortunately, we can't manage that unless we have an, a whole nother oven. But then, yeah. doing both styles, then we need another pizza man on top of it. It's like it's yeah. so, you know, it's it's a lot of figuring out right now. Um, we would love to do both all day long, but you know, like you mentioned, so labor is being crazy, and um, yeah, just finding people that are very willing to learn what you're doing. It's like 
it's it's a challenge you know? i bet i you, bet like one thing that we found is like even generationally you know growing up we as a like millennial we've always been like ah like these old people are always calling us and labeling <laughs> us up and now i hear and see the younger generations i'm like oh my god they're so defiant they're acting this way like they're you know it's yeah and it's frustrating um but you know we need to adapt for them and mm-hmm. like we had that it was a machine it was like chop 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 processes in place everything's mm-hmm. coming and we could test and we could do whatever but um you know in order to grow you need mm-hmm. to go outside your your comfort zone and coming here was all new challenges all new problems all yeah. new figuring out from you know w- not just having one business and figuring out running another restaurant it's like where can we find synergies and how can we group and you know we're seeing the value of like putting things in place that like you know uh our accounting you know or our taxes our our poolish or our starter what's working what's not working what do we need across the board and it's it's really um eye-opening experience right now for us so itself on top of everything else you know (laughs) we're we're working the shop we're doing the back house we're doing yeah we're doing you know end of day stuff as in fact i apologize for my desk because i'm like (laughs) i bet you gotta be i mean i i thank you for just taking a little bit of time to talk to us but uh he really likes you guys because he's usually past exhaustion in the morning grumpy so, You're bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Having a good day for Jeremy's birthday. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, um, how are you able to manage? I mean, I got a map back here. Florida to Philadelphia. I mean. You're, you're going to manage between that area, you know, how are you managing, are going to manage the businesses between two states and how are you doing it right now? Because you said you're in Florida right now, uh, but Pazada's popping in Philadelphia. So um, how are you able to, you know, float between them and um, kind of manage both? We are pretty, uh, first, we are very full, uh, hands-on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when, like Vinny was saying, we're very blessed to have a great team in Philly that has been with us from day one, mm-hmm. and where we, you know, trust them and we show them little by little things that could take away from us to, in order for the shop to run a little more on its own than okay. us being there constantly. Um, but I do have my older brother stop saying, let's say my brother's in Philly, uh, stop saying twice a week to double check on the guys, you know, to close the week. Um, to see if they need anything. We have a group chat where every day, like, hey, did you guys do this? Hey, uh, can you please do this? Um, You know, we don't really check the cameras. We very, we trust the guys, you know, like we said. Um, If there is an issue, our Michelle, our cashier manager, she just says, hey guys, can you look into this? Uh, Everybody, like literally six of us are on the emails. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all of us on the emails like hey did you guys miss this hey did anybody reply this um, yeah but um you know like if i go back to philly i'm gonna stop in you know every day yeah. in the morning to you know double check on the standards or uh if there is something that you know you know of course you know what, what do you say when the mice is not around the, the <laughs> when, when the cat's not around the mice like to play you know yeah so you know they might find a little um yeah, just you know, a little loophole. And, and then yeah. and it's the same thing even with our vendors, you know, they don't see us in there um, yelling at them, sending something back if we don't get, uh, receive the right product. Our right. staff might not feel comfortable enough to do that. 
So it's up for us as, as uncomfortable it is to make these demonstrations that mm -hmm. they see it so they feel more empowered to do that. And yeah. our, our philosophy has always been like Davi said earlier, um, they've been with us from the beginning and it's because as we grow, they grow. You know, yeah. we love bringing in someone who wants to do dishes because the sooner they have dishes unlocked, we pull them up into the kitchen. We have one certain kitchen, if they want, we pull them into the pizzeria. We yeah. have, and if they don't like the pizzeria, they could try the front of the house, you know, see where they're yeah. happy and then see where we can grow. And that's like where we are now. Like we're trying to figure out who we, how to handle like a social media solution. How do we handle like marketing solution? Not just for mm -hmm. the one shop, but for the for two shops, you know? And like you said, they're very demographically different. Yeah. Like one center city business. Another one's more a seasonal touristy um, resort town, I, I feeling, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, it's the challenges couldn't have been more diverse, right? <laughs> Every. <Yeah. laughs> Even the things like in Philly, we bought our shirts heavy mm -hmm. on the small, medium, large, right? Yeah. And we even, we bought a bunch of extra larges, which went to waste down there in Philly. Yeah. We came here being like, oh, we learned from Philly. Right. Yeah. Buy those extra larges, right? Screw those. Yeah. We don't, they're the only shirts that we've been using and selling down here. Oh, wow. <laughs> and now we have all these smalls and mediums and we're the only two people that wear those so it's like oh my god what are everything's the opposite oh so, wow it's, it's a learning we're just learning it's, it's also like customer humbling. experience it's uh yeah everything's very different you know like yeah. what things what people want here you know in philly they don't really want it uh, it's 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 yeah. very different you know yeah or it's like uh the the pizzas we bake it really hard we like that extra flavor that fine line between burnt and being coot of a bake yeah. um but this demographic you know they're, little, they're like snowbirds it's not yeah. really good for dentures and things like that so like we, <laughs> yeah. we're like grappling with this kind of stuff so it, it's really difficult to have to manage both shops right now and, but, but we we have the staff everyone is like we trust each other and i think that's mm -hmm. the biggest thing you know we mentioned earlier having a partner or mm -hmm. owner is not just a owner mm -hmm. you have someone that you trust and you can rely on and that's like you know it gives you a little bit more sleep at night so absolutely that's that awesome. doesn't mean it doesn't mean we're not like you know feeling awful every morning and trying to throw <laughs> off but you know <laughs> We're, we're just managing i got you well jeremy i will close you i'll let you close out birthday boy with the last question for him yeah hey sounds good so i just want to talk a little bit uh, i wanted to ask you just a little bit about your training procedures um because you are you have entered a new market um obviously when you enter a new market so far away it's not like you could bring in extra staff in the philly store train them and send and then send 12 people to to the new store that's not possible uh in your situation where you're going from pennsylvania to florida so um how did you train your new staff in florida obviously you worked hard to train your 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 yeah. take over the shop and run the shop in your absence but talk a little bit about training the new florida staff once you were able to hire them i'd say we still train <laughs> yeah Always still making the pizzas, you know, on the counter. Vini is still, you know, pretty much making it there. We're both trying to, you know, combine and slowly teach a few guys, like, you know, one of the dishwasher, for example, we're trying, we're trying to make him understand, like, how does dough work? You know, he wants to step up. Uh, the salad man, we were lucky, the salad girls, 
we were lucky to hire, we took place, we took over an old spot that was uh, here. Okay. Two of the girls showed up saying, hey, we worked not for the place that was here before, but the one that was before the place that you guys took over okay we heard good things we would like to work and um so we hired them and they you know they pretty much were quick in learning because you know at the end of the day mm-hmm. sandwiches is pretty um easy i would say uh compared to everything else that we do um but you know as now we're like thinking okay what else do we need these people want meatballs okay let's start testing meatballs let's start testing fresh pastas let's start testing it and that's another challenge question it's going to be kicking in super soon and be like okay now who do we hire how do we train this person how do we mm-hmm. because you know in all this you know like i'm testing that a pizza comes out okay let me step away let me go make the pizza okay let me go back to the kitchen uh the phone is ringing can you get the phone please it's like yeah we're, we are all over the place, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, really? was saying, we're trying to create a structure, but right now it's like... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, it, so, you know, we are doing everything, and we're used to that in Philly, but down here, we are stretched so thin with not a, a support network. Like, uh-huh. in Philly, with all the other shops and the talent pool to pull from, that people here are not stubborn, but a little bit more uh, set in their ways where... They're like, oh, yeah, I know how to do this. And they'll go do it. And it's like, hang on, you're not doing it up to our standards or how we want it. And you don't understand yeah. why you're doing what you do, how it doesn't work for us. So it's a matter of like, just being like, stop, just don't do anything. Just watch us and yeah. ask questions, you know? And then as they go, it's it's like, uh, you know, building a habit or routine. They got to do it a thousand times. So it's like, you know, how many times can we force them to answer the phone? How many times can we force them to only take a dough ball out of a dough bin? You know, like we have to yeah. start at the basics and hit them with like, you know, 60 pizzas a day. Only take this dough ball out. Okay. Now yeah. only open it. Now only put it on the field. Now only put it in the, the, the oven. Yeah. Because every step along that simple, seemingly process that we do is a, a you know an area for someone to mess up so you gotta yeah. like it's that really repetition repetition that's it <laughs> the faster we can build in those reps you know the the leaner and more better those guys will be but it's right. tough we're doing everything you know oh yeah i'll bet well thank you guys for coming on the show today and uh giving us an update man I learned so much from you guys and I can't wait to watch your growth. Uh, hey, make sure that you fill out your um, 30 pizzerias to watch too on our on, on the website because uh, yeah, we're trying to get everybody to make sure they fill those out because uh, we want to see we want to see who makes the list this year. So all right, well well, good luck with the new shop and keeping everything going in Philly and maybe we'll see you in Atlantic City. Awesome. awesome. Thanks a lot, Denise. Thank All you. All right. Happy See birthday. you guys. Happy birthday. Have fun, man. Bye. 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 Bye.